everyone. Welcome back to EDU Me. My name is Poonam Saxena and I am your host for this podcast where we are bridging the gap and fostering a stronger relationship between parents and schools by empowering parents to become partners in their children's education. Although our children's education may look a little differently this year, we still need to be partners with our schools to make sure that we are providing the best education that we can for all of our children. I'm so excited to have you here today because I want to spend a few moments talking to you about the difference between teaching and education. They are very different terms that we use almost interchangeably, but they're very, very different. So I want to spend a few moments talking about the difference and how they are actually impacting our lives. So, what is education? Education is what we learn. What we learn from our books, what we learn in our schools, how far we get in our education generally means how many degrees we have that are behind our name. Whether you have a high school diploma, a bachelor's degree, or beyond, usually education means that. How far have you gone in your educational career? But that does not mean that you know how to teach, which is another term we use so frequently. Not all people who are well-educated or even educated can speak or teach well. They may be a wealth of knowledge, but if they cannot disseminate that information, then what's the point? This is my opinion. I know there are going to be some very highly educated people who are listening going, well, that's not very nice. Well, I'm trying to be honest here. And not all of us are able to teach the knowledge that we have. And that's where teaching comes in. Teaching is being able to pass along the knowledge that you have in a precise and effective manner so that the person who is learning from you is inspired to go out and learn more. That's what teaching is. If you think back to your most favorite teachers, why were they your favorite teachers? Because they were excited about what they knew and they wanted to share that with you. So they were educated on the topic, but yet they were also able to teach the topic to you and get you excited as well. We generally learn things when people who are teaching it to us are excited about it and can make us excited about it. That's the primary difference between education and teaching. It's amazing to think that these two words that we use interchangeably are very different when you break it down. So if you have been like I have, I've been on social media and the TV watching the news almost to a fault, and I probably just need to turn it off because it is all-encompassing, 
And it's almost to the point of addiction because you still want to watch and learn and see if anything new has happened. And yet, really, the news doesn't change from half hour to half hour. And if it does, guess what? I get an alert on my phone. So I'm not sure why I do that, but I do. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. So if you were around last Friday, you all heard the news of the passing of of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was iconic. She was larger than life. She was a change maker and she was a visionary. You don't have to agree with her political views to appreciate the change that she made over the course of her career by simply standing up for what she believed was wrong on a very basic humane level. So in this episode, I actually want to talk about what did she teach us? What did she leave us with? What does her legacy say? So these are the things that I feel that RBG, the notorious RBG, left for us to reflect upon and maybe impart some of these ideals into our own lives. The first thing that she taught us was to be open-minded. She was always willing to listen to the other side. She was always willing to read about the other side, the points of view that she disagreed with. It's such a powerful thing that she continued to do throughout her life. And that's something we can model. It's something that we can learn from. She taught us to be fair and just to all, that every single person on this earth is a human being. We're no different in the way we feel the aspirations that we have for our families, and what our professional goals may be, regardless of what we look like on the outside or how we speak. She taught us how to be a good listener. She was incredibly adept at listening to people and soaking in the knowledge that they were sharing that they were teaching her. She didn't have to agree with it, but she certainly did not disrespect their point of view. She was very well read. She always did her homework. She rarely spoke, at least out in public, on topics she was not well versed in. And then when she felt like she had the knowledge, she was comfortable enough to speak. That's something we don't always do in our daily lives, do we? I know I don't. I love to think that I am the expert on a topic when in fact I'm really not. I guess that's part of my learning process, something I plan to take away from her. When she did speak, She was very thoughtful in her response. 
She was very careful with her words. She was most careful with her words if you disagreed with her because she wanted you to feel validated for your point of view while also sharing her point of view. That's a skill. That's a skill to be able to be so thoughtful in your response with someone you disagree with that you are able to find commonality still by bringing your point of view as well. Of course, she and the late Justice Antonin Scalia were perfect examples of that. They were the best of friends. They were very respectful of each other's points of view. They had a great, strong friendship, and yet they disagreed on various topics that affected people. They were opposites in their points of view, in terms of the law, in terms of how they approached certain social justice issues. So it's important for us to remember that that friendship endured for so many years because they were each respectful and thoughtful in their response, even when they disagreed. And in fact, especially when they disagreed. So these are the things that I feel the notorious RBG taught us through her career on the bench. But you know, EDUME is really about educating parents, right? We want parents to feel involved. So here we go. How did RBG teach me how to parent my child? And in fact, I have four children, so how did she teach me how to parent my children? This is probably where I feel connected with her, and obviously I did not know her personally, but this is the impact that she had on me as I parented my children. She modeled behavior that she expected from others. She was always polite, she was always thoughtful, and she was kind. She modeled the behavior that she expected from others, from her children, from her colleagues, from her friends, and ultimately from America. People may have disagreed with what she was saying or her judgment when the Supreme Court voted on an issue, but she always modeled the behavior she wanted to see from others. And you never heard anyone saying anything negative about her behavior. I'm not talking about politics or her rulings. I'm talking about her behavior. That's remarkable when you're in a position like that. And for each of, for each of these Supreme Court justices, I would say the same thing. Each of them modeled the behavior that they want to see in others. She also spoke to others the way she expected to be spoken to. If you come out screaming, yelling, 
being belligerent, then that's pretty much what you're going to get back. So when we're raising our children, we have to be very cognizant that we are speaking to them the way we want them to speak to us. It's hard to do sometimes because sometimes we get tired or we're worried about something or we're carrying a lot of stress. And so we don't always model that behavior of speaking like we want to be spoken to. But those are the days or those are the times that we're asking for grace. We're asking for time to gather ourselves and move forward. But remember when you are speaking to your children, you want to speak to them the way not only they should speak to you, but to others as well. The one thing I loved about the notorious RBG is her use of humor. She was very funny and she was very dry. She would think about what she was going to say and then say it and it would almost catch you off guard. But she used humor as a way to diffuse tense situations or to just make a funny. Using humor to diffuse a tense situation is really important at times. It can't be done all the time, but it's an effective tool when we're raising our children. And it also takes a lot of stress off of us and our children. It reduces the anxiety and it makes it a little less daunting when we use humor. Again, you can't use it all the time. But there are plenty of times we can use humor to make life just a little better and a little less overwhelming. And I love and I love that she used humor as a mechanism to diffuse tense situations, but also to create bonds and build relationships because she was human. And when she showed her humorous side, it was a great insight to who she was. She was the stern Supreme Court justice most of the time. And yet when she was not on the bench, she was a delightfully funny person and found humor in day-to-day activities. So use humor when you're parenting your children. My husband and I spent a lot of time laughing with our children and finding humor in the simplest of situations. It's important to do so because your children then also begin to realize that not everything is as stressful as it needs to be, that we can use humor to lighten the load. The other point that I'd like to make that I think is so, so important that she did was she never said anything negative about her colleagues, her family, or her friends in public. With the exception of one example, I can't recall any other time that she was negative in public. That's a huge testament when you're in a role such as a Supreme Court justice. Now, mind you, their job is to be apolitical. 
and to not engage in any controversial conversation, but to do it for all of those years and to do it with such grace and style is remarkable. When we're raising our children, it's so important to remember that we should not say anything negative about our children or our families or quite frankly, anyone else in public. Now behind closed doors, it may be a different thing. And if we did say something negative about someone in our home, we always said it stays at the kitchen table. That meant that it was not to be spoken of outside of our family, that we were only to share it as a way to offload an emotion that we were carrying that may be negative. I'll share an example from a few years ago. I have a really good friend who has children about the same age. They're just slightly younger than mine, but we were in schools together and I remember her coming up to me and saying, I want your children, I want my children to be like your children. I want them to be perfect. And I said, I looked at her puzzled and I said, what are you talking about? She goes, you know, the pictures on social media and the way they speak to people and the way they carry themselves. I want my children to emulate that. And I kind of chuckled because I thought, wow, okay, well, first of all, that's a huge, huge compliment. But I said to her, I said, you know, I'm never going to post anything negative about my children, never going to say anything negative about my children. And I don't want my children to do the same. So you will always see nice pictures and nice comments about my children. And they better be nice to everybody they speak to. But behind closed doors, we have the same challenges that everyone else has. We had the conversations of, hey, you have too much homework. You can't go out tonight. Sorry. Or, ooh, you made that for dinner? I don't want to eat that. Okay, well, that's what dinner is. We have the same challenges. We just didn't advertise it. And that's something I want everyone to take away from what Ruth Bader Ginsburg taught us. She never said anything negative. And that's a huge testament to who she is. Now, going back to my friend, you know, I did share with her some, you know, mild conflicts that we had in our home just to make her feel better. I'm not sure why she felt that way because her children are pretty outstanding themselves. But, you know, we compare ourselves to other parents and families, and that's not okay. We shouldn't do that for any reason. So I urge you to take this last point that I am making and really hone in on it because unless you're in a private conversation with someone you trust implicitly, it's probably best not to say anything negative. So as you can tell, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg left a huge impact on my life. I will miss her sorely, one, because she was an outstanding judge 
and advocate for women's rights and wanting equality for all. But she also impacted my life and how I taught my children and how I carried myself so that my children could be better than I am, that they could be stronger, that their voice mattered, that they should voice their opinions in a manner that is respectful yet firm. That's what we want our children to have, all of our children to have. And so I hope that in this episode, you've been able to take some of these pieces of the legacy that she has left us and reflect on how you can impart these into your children so that they too can become stronger, be a voice for change, be an advocate for those who can't be. Because at the end of the day, We need to be teaching our children these very important skills by educating ourselves about what we need to do better. And again, I go back to the difference between education and teaching is education is having that knowledge. Teaching is how we impart it on someone else. And as parents, it is important for us to impart those skills that we wish to see in our children. So I hope that you found this helpful. I hope that you have found this enlightening. And please join me in paying respects to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG. She wore her crown well. And it is up to us to carry her legacy forward. May she rest in peace. Thank you for joining me today. It's been an honor to spend a few moments with you and to share my insights on how someone so important in our country has impacted me. So until next time, please stay safe. Please stay healthy, and remember we are always working together to educate every single one of our children better. Take care. See you next week. Bye.